Welcome to Fruit Snacks, a weekday podcast that covers big ideas about the Christian worldview in a bite-sized format. Hey everyone, this week on Fruit Snacks, we're going to be focusing on another apologetic-related question, and it has to do with whether or not the Bible endorses slavery because it doesn't explicitly condemn it. This is a relatively modern objection to the Bible, and it comes from a place of basically looking at the Bible in light of our modern values, our more progressive way of thinking about things and noticing that the Bible doesn't explicitly condemn slavery. And if it's really God's word, and if God really hates slavery, then why didn't he condemn it? And that is used as sort of a leverage against not only scripture, but against the Christian worldview as a way of trying to undermine it. So what I thought I'd do this week is review with you sort of the discussion that happened with my youth as we went through this question, and really just starting by addressing the concept of slavery and how we conceive of it as not only moderns, but Westerners in uh, an American or in a European sense. When we think of slavery, there's a whole lot of cultural baggage that pops into our heads. And that is because as Western Europeans or Americans, we have a history with something known as chattel slavery. Now, chattel slavery was the kind of slavery that you would see if you go back and look historically at the African-American enslavement on plantations in the American South prior to their emancipation in the Civil War, or even how uh, certain indigenous peoples were treated by expanding European powers in the uh, age of exploration. Chattel slavery was essentially a system that treated humans as personal property, where the buying and the selling of unwilling people Uh, They were treated as commodities within a market. And as property of their owners, these slaves, these chattel slaves, would have been subject to all sorts of horrible conditions, including beatings, torture, rape, even being murdered with little to no consequence. So the question is, is that kind of slavery, is chattel slavery, the same kind of slavery that we read about in the Bible, that we read about in uh, passages in Deuteronomy or in uh, Exodus that talk about the ownership laws for slaves? Or are we looking at something different? Because if this is what is occurring in the Old Testament uh, by God's people, then I think we have a problem. Because clearly, as Uh, Those of us who want to affirm that all people, regardless of, of race or creed or belief or whatever, all people are unequivocally and unconditionally created in the image of God. And that bestows upon people a infinite amount of worth 
and value and that there is no justification ever for treating other people as property. So the question again is, is this what was occurring within the Old Testament? And the answer is sometimes when we look at the Hebrew slavery in Egypt that is recorded in the book of Exodus, for instance, that much more closely resembles the kind of chattel slavery that we would think of today. And by that, I mean that the Hebrews were not free to come and go. They were essentially a captive workforce for the Egyptians. They were treated horribly. They were beaten. They were uh, tortured. They were starved and so on and so forth. And we know this because of the way that that treatment is recorded within the book of Exodus. But what about within Israel? Is that how the Israelites, God's people, treated slaves? Well, there's a little bit of background that we need in order to answer that question. And first, I would direct you to look at Deuteronomy chapter 15, specifically verses 4 and 5. If we start with verse 4, what we see here is that God intended for there to be zero poverty within Israel once the promised land was reached. God said, listen, there's no need for any of you to go without or to be in want for anything. I will make sure that all of you have plenty. But this was a conditional promise, and we see that in verse 5 where he says, if you obey, if you keep my commandments. And of course, we know that Israel did not obey, not completely. And they broke the commandments of God. And therefore, God allowed poverty to enter into his people in Israel. But it was never his intent. Now, we need to lay that as a foundation because poverty is the basis for the kind of slavery that we see in uh, Israel amongst the Hebrews. And within the law in Deuteronomy, specifically in chapter 24, we actually see that there are several stopgaps which God instituted in order to try and prevent slavery from occurring even when poverty was a reality. For instance, in Deuteronomy 24, 6, 12, and 17, we see that there are limits placed upon what a person can offer as a pledge or as a collateral for a loan. And that would include something that their family needs in order to uh, survive or to provide food for themselves. So a key uh, piece of equipment, say, that would be required for farming, that could not be pledged. Because if that family didn't have that, then they would lose perhaps the only real means they had to provide for themselves. Uh, if someone pledged their cloak, uh, their outer garment, that had to be returned to them by nightfall, even though they had pledged it, because they needed it to keep themselves warm. And so a person wasn't allowed to hold onto something that could keep a person from dying of exposure. In Deuteronomy 24, 14 and 15, we see that if a person was poor, they had to be paid their wages on a daily basis. It wasn't something that could be held onto or paid out at the end of a week or a month or when the job was done, they had to be paid daily so that they would have a way of making ends meet and feeding themselves literally hand to mouth. 
In Deuteronomy 24, 19 through 21, we even see, and this is something that we find in the book of Ruth uh, as an incidental detail, that the edges of a harvest, the, the corners of the fields were not to be harvested by the workers. They were to be left so that those who were poor or destitute could come and they could gather from the edges of the fields and they could find food to feed themselves. So all of these were considered to be stopgaps and ways of helping mitigate the, the evil of poverty. And yet slavery was still a reality because there were still situations when it needed to occur. But within the people of Israel, slavery was considered a last resort. But what's interesting about slavery is that within the Hebrew context, slavery was actually for the purpose of protecting the poor, not exploiting them, which is what we often associate with slavery in the chattel sense. And so in the rest of this week's episodes on this topic, we're going to look at exactly how slavery was designed by God within the Hebrew culture to protect the poor rather than to exploit them. So I hope you'll join me for those episodes. I think you're going to find this discussion enlightening. 